Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. Sometimes it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Alright, welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk some Torah. We've been reading about a lot of beginnings lately. Bereshit was the beginning of the Torah. Noach, last week, is the flood story which is a rebirth of sorts, a new beginning for humanity and for life on earth. This week's parsha, Lech Lecha, represents the beginning of the Jewish story. It is Genesis chapters 12 through 17. And before I start, let me say a big thank you to Jonathan Hansen, who is our newest weekly supporter of 7-Minute Torah. Jonathan's located in Washington State, and I'm grateful to him and to all of those who give a small amount each week to help support the production of this podcast and to help support the production of inclusive liberal Jewish learning. Now, Torah portions receive their names from the first important word in the parsha. So Bereshit is called Bereshit because Bereshit, or in the beginning, is the first word in the parsha. Same thing with Noach, it's the first important word that appears. In this case, Lech Lecha is not only the first important word in the parsha, it's really in a sense the first important word in the Jewish story. Here's how the portion begins. Vayomer Adonai el Avram, the Eternal One said to Avram, Lech lecha, me'artsecha, umimoladetcha, umibetavicha, el ha'aretz asher areka. Go forth from your native land, from your father's house, to the land that I will show you. So the Jewish story begins with a call, a call from God to Avram, telling him to go. That's what Lech Lecha means, go or go forth. And so Abraham goes. It says in verse 5 that he took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot and all the wealth that they had amassed and all the people that they had acquired, which is to say their community and their household. And they left Haran and they set out for Eretz Canaan, the land of Canaan. So this is really a heavy moment in Torah, because this is the moment in which the first Hebrews, the first members of our family, set out to begin this new life and to begin this new project that will come to be called Judaism. Of course, the Torah never uses the word Judaism. It never says Abraham and Sarah are Jews. It doesn't even call them Israelites. I mean, Israel is their grandson, Jacob, whose name gets changed to Israel. So really, the Torah is telling the story of these two people who are called by God to leave their birthplace and to go to a new place and to build a life there. Our hint, our clue that there's something deeper going on here comes in verse 2, when God says to Abraham, Go, lech lecha, ve'e'escha legoi gadol, and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you, I will make your name great, you shall be a blessing, and all the families of the earth shall bless themselves by you. So when we read this, we have the sense that 
This isn't just the story of a family moving. It's not just the story of Abraham and Sarah loading up their van lines in Haran and sending all their belongings to Canaan. This is the story of the beginning of a project. And it's a project that's alternatively called the people of Israel, Judaism, ethical monotheism. This is the project of bringing a certain kind of holiness into the world. And we, Jews of the 21st century, living 3,000, 4,000 years after Abraham and Sarah ever left, we are the products of that project. Now, Abraham and Sarah may or may not have been real historical people, but clearly the Torah is describing something real. There were people in the ancient world who felt themselves guided by a set of values and beliefs that came to be embodied by Abraham and Sarah. They represent a certain kind of society, a certain kind of relationship with God, a certain kind of social justice. Rabbi Gunther Plout writes that this address of the divine to one human being, this call of God to Abraham, forms the starting point of Israel's history. I'm continuing his quote. He says, For while Abram's story must be read as the biography of an individual, he, and this applies to the other patriarchs as well, is more than an individual. The Torah sees the patriarch as the archetype who represents his descendants and their fate. In other words, Abraham and Sarah represent a a set of qualities that later Jews come to see as part of who we are. Abraham and Sarah are willing to stand up for what they believe in. They leave their homeland and go to a new place because they believe that it's possible to have a different and better kind of society. Abraham and Sarah are spiritual seekers. The Midrash tells a story of Abraham having spent the first three years of his life in a cave, and that when he came out of the cave, having never experienced religion before, he immediately went about looking for the source of life and the source of creation, the oneness of the universe, and to have a relationship with God. Abraham and Sarah care about community. Another story in the Midrash has them keeping their tent flaps open on all four sides so that they can always rush out and welcome people in and form relationships with them. Abraham and Sarah care about justice. In next week's portion, Abraham will argue with God over the fate of the residents of Sodom and Gomorrah. He'll demand that God should act justly and there should be justice in the world. So the matriarchs and patriarchs are, they're more than just characters in a book. They, in many ways, represent these values or characteristics that we see as central to being Jewish. They are us, in a sense, as Rabbi Plout puts it. And their experience is our experience. And that's one of the reasons that I think it's so neat that the Jewish story begins with this leaving, with a going from one place to another. Lech lecha, it says, go forth. And what Abraham and Sarah really represent here, I think, is our capacity as human beings to keep going, to continue growing and learning and arriving at new places. 
Sarah and Abraham are no spring chickens in this parsha. We're told that Abraham is 75 years old and Sarah's not a lot younger. So if nothing else, the portion is here to tell us that no matter who you are, we're actually always capable of continued growth. We're always capable of learning something new. In fact, that's part of what it is to be human. There's a poem that really drives that home. It's by Rabbi Norman Hirsch, and it's found in the Reform Movement prayer book, and it's called Becoming. He writes, Once or twice in a lifetime, a man or woman may choose a radical leaving, having heard Lech Lecha, go forth. God disturbs us toward our destiny by hard events and by freedom's now urgent voice, which explode and confirm who we are. We don't like leaving, but God loves becoming. So I'll leave you with those words. You can do some thinking about what have been your radical leavings in your life, the moments where you decided to forge a new path, and how have those leavings helped shape the person you are. And by the same token, what does freedom's now urgent voice demand of you right now? I think that we always have journeys inside of us, and not every journey has to be as dramatic as lech lecha, as leaving behind a life and starting a new one. But at the same time, lech lecha is the archetype for the many journeys that we go on during our lifetime, the journeys by which we become our best selves. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoy this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7minutetorah. To join one of our new weekly Torah study discussions on Zoom, go to micastreifer.com and click on Torah Study.